Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. When you open the crispy chicken sandwich bag, the steam that comes out is the best surprise. The crumbs at the bottom of the bag are your last chance to say goodbye to the sandwich you can't believe is gone. Every friend group has that friend who's first to order the new sandwich, then lets everyone else try a bite. McDonald's is the best destination for a great-tasting chicken sandwich. Mobile order and pay at participating McDonald's. Download and registration required. You ready for this? Let's go. Let's go. Somebody posed a question to me. They actually touched me in my chest and said, hey, I have a question. Are athletes overpaid? Really? Behind the mask. Plus size model. What up? What's happening? What's good, family? Another day in paradise. You know what it is? Well, it is paradise. We sitting amongst each other in this beautiful BTM lounge, baby. Indeed, indeed. The indeed. new set is done. Digging it every day. Please believe we got to make some, uh, you know, it's going to be a few little enhances here and there. But that's another topic for another day, man. But really just wanted to chat with you, man, because typically we have a guest, but we don't today because we needed to get this conversation out. And I got to ask you a question, my dog. And I need for you to be as honest as you possibly can be. You ready for this? Let's go. Let's go. Somebody posed a question to me. They actually touched me in my chest and said, hey, I have a question. Are athletes overpaid? Really? And I was like, my immediate response was, you know, it's fight or flee. I was like, are we over? What you mean? (laughs) Then I had to take myself out of the equation, which was hard to do. So I say, please expound on your statement. Mm-hmm. It's so many things going on in the world. You got doctors who play a pivotal part in keeping humanity around. You have the example of school teachers mm-hmm. who are the ones that probably inspired you and I to take the path that we did. So many other people who play very important roles in the developmental growth. And why is it that since they play such an instrumental role that they're not compensated for it? Mm. So it comes back to the question, are athletes overpaid? Taking into consideration that other people's roles in life could be as a doctor, as an example, keeping life, life, you know, humanity around. I think in the context of people being around in life and, you know, the lifesavers, the policemen, fire, fighters, et cetera, in that context, I could see where someone would think that, right? But then I'm like, the only time you hear people say that is if they're making less than athletes are making. So for me, <laughs> I don't think athletes are overpaid. I think they worked hard from from – a child to wherever they are in their respective life as a professional athlete made it to the top. And we know to make it to the NFL, you literally 1% of people that ever played football. But the doctors so are being 1%. That 1%. Hold up. Being at 1%, right? And we can't help that the people who actually pay athletes are billionaires. 
Athletes can't help that. So if it trickles down and the athletes are millionaires, nah, they ain't overpaid. Stress, time, and heat, deadlines to meet. I think they deserve it. And you can't tell me they not. And if had I been on that conversation, I would have been like, hell no. It ain't no way, man. It ain't no way. Tell me. There's no way. And again, it's all in context because a lot of times what I think is people looking from the outside looking in, right? So in football, and I go back to, to, the, to the league, you see what you see on a Sunday or, or a Monday night game. You know what I mean? In the NBA, you see the games on TV. You don't see the practices. You don't see the training camps as much. You know what I'm saying? How they grinding. It's so much that comes along with that lifestyle. And not to say that discrediting anybody else and what they do, all, all the other professionals out there. But nah, athletes aren't overpaid at all. I, at I, all I, you know, my thing is, is, you know, when you look at a big picture, it's all about the demand. It falls into the supply yeah. and demand. I, you know, one thing that I learned when it, you know, when, when economies goes into recession, it's usually two to three people in a certain trade that are not, they are not affected. You look at entertainers, you know, musicians, you look at um, athletes of that sort, they're not affected. And the reason why they're not affected is because regardless of how bad the times may be, people are always looking to be entertained. I give you one better. What? Two professions historically since the Great Depression that have not been impacted by the economy. What? Alcohol and prostitution. Why? Because people always want to drink and people always want to have sex. But continue with your point. Well, they prostitution kind of falls up on the maybe entertainment, but <laughs> <laughs> But that's a fact. Look into it. Yeah. Only fans, I got. Yeah. So 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 let's say three. So I think my point is is this. You're blessed to be you blessed to have this ability to be able to uh, use your God-given ability to make a living off of it. Mm. And I don't see nothing wrong with that. I think where I have a problem with it is why should we be penalized for something that our God-given ability, using our God-given ability to be able to, to capitalize and, and set our families up from generational wealth? We're not just yeah. talking about being rich. When you look at athletes today, you know, going all the way back, football has been around 100 years. They were not making no money mm. back then. And you look at the times, even our generation, when we came up, like we were getting rich and we had the opportunities to set, you know, have generational wealth. But now you look at guys in the league, whether or not if it's baseball, basketball, football, these guys got an opportunity to change generations uh, <laughs> with the S. And so, no, I don't I I agree with you. I don't feel like it should be an athlete's responsibility to worry about everybody else. Because for me, I think it's capitalism. You look at everything that you work hard for and you set it up and being able to take advantage of the product, even if you are the product. Mm-hmm. And monetize off of your God-given ability. Yeah, and I, I think here's the thing: when you look at it, and and everybody sees free agency, they see the NFL draft where guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars in some some cases. Some uh, pr- typically the quarterbacks, but uh, guaranteed contracts for 30, 40, 50, 70 million, what have you. But when you look at an athlete, 
typically his life expectancy for his career at the best is typically what? Three years. Three years. 3.5. Right? You play 15, I play 10. Yeah. You have to maximize your ability in that time to quote unquote set yourself up for your lifetime if that's your career. We don't look at it as just quote a job, a job as a career. Now, the other uh, the other professions that you're talking about, the doctors, the the policemen, the teachers, et cetera, those are careers that people can actually well into their 50s, they can still, you know, work. There, there ain't no 50-year-old athletes out there not playing at the top level. So literally when you condense it, you're talking about economics, you talk about capitalism, when you condense it in a time frame to maximize the opportunities that you have, typically is in for us is in, in our 20s. And I give you a prime example. I played from 22 to 32, right? Yeah. So whatever my amount of money I made in that amount of time, it's different from from you because you you know you a first round pick, I'm a fifth round pick, but it's different in the context that I had to make that money last as long as I can for the life that I wanted to live. Like Ed says, you know, create the life you want to live. But the reality is, ten years. I still got to go out there and and find a way to make sure that my bills is paid, to make sure I saved enough to to do what I want to do, to take the vacations that we take. Because so, you created a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, but but everybody's not like that, right? If I say I play ten, you play fifteen. Somebody only plays three at best. They got three years to to live another forty. You know, another forty fifty to support themselves another forty fifty. So yeah, make as much money as possible. But then when you look on the other side with these professionals, they can still continue to make that six figure salary or you know high five figures for the remainder of their lives and live comfortably. We talked about it with Edge last week. When we're done, a lot of times that money train drops off. We have to go out there and, and 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 really grind and fight to make the same amount of money that we made while we're while we were in the league, and that's difficult. You do it all without breaking a sweat, like being a boss exec to the kids' homework, and you do it all in style. That's why we created the all new Infinity QX60, a luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene, with premium features like a panoramic moonroof and available massaging front seats to bring ease all day, every day. The all-new Infinity QX60, designed to take on life in style. Learn more at InfinityUSA.com. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. If you go around and ask guys who have played the game and made the 5 the 7 the $10 million per year, I ain't saying you can't do it. All I'm saying is, recognize the fact that it's special that when you can do it yeah. and know how hard it is to be able to bring in a million dollars a year. Yeah, most definitely. You know what I mean? So you got to be able to set yourself up and your family up, but it, it leads to like preserving wealth. Mm-hmm. And you talked about playing 10 years in the game. I played 15 years in the game. How do you preserve that wealth, bro? Like that's what it comes down to. Knowing what you know now since you've been out of the game. And some of the stupid mistakes, <laughs> not only that you made, I made as well. Yeah. You know, sometimes the simple economics are not as simple as we think. Yeah. Yeah. So I, how do you preserve that? Like, what lesson would you give guys to, to ensure that, listen, I'm just giving you game, free game. That's going to save you a whole lot of heartache, stress down the line. 
I think the easiest way to explain it, and you said it's not as simple. The simplest way is like you got to have more coming in than you got going out. You know what I mean? So when that when that money train stops, when that last contract comes, you have to be able to make sure you still have a way to financially support yourself because that savings will dwindle real quick. And I'll give you a prime example. When you come into the league, I got drafted in the fifth round. Like I said, you, you were in the first round. And my contract was like, Back then, a three-year, $1.5 million deal, right? So, we use a million dollars is easy math. million dollars is easy math. Yeah. So, what you see, what your family see, your friends see, everybody from your hood see is that, oh, two is automatically a millionaire, right? That's right. on the tick on ESPN. Everybody is public knowledge and everything. So, you get that feeling of, oh, yes, I'm a millionaire. But what they don't tell you is that that only lasts from when you sign your signing bonus and you get your money throughout the season, right? And you get paid... At least when we pay, we got paid throughout the season. Yeah. It's four or five months, right, to get this million dollars. Yeah, and them checks be juicy, too. They be juicy. Like, every Monday, it come like clockwork. You know what I'm saying? You got you money there. You get paid by 70 grand yeah. a week. Yeah, and, you know, and it goes in the account. And then all you're doing is, like, working a calculator. You just see numbers going up and down in your account. So you're not really physically, tangibly touching it. But what happens is those five months that you get your money, right, you get that million dollars, but you still got another seven months in a year to last. That's the off season. So if you don't have no workout bonuses, incentives, and stuff, then you still living off of your savings. Not only that, Uncle Sam comes in your pockets, right? Yeah. So now you're in that higher tax bracket. They're taking what, 35%? 37, 30, 30. So we're saying 30. So let's say 40 for easy math. 40. So now you got $600,000. K. Let's just hope you ain't leaving it in college and you got no kids because that's child support. Oh, you won't if be you, on child support. You won't know be on child support. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I, was, I was blessed enough to actually get custody of my son, so I didn't have to pay child support. However, everybody's not like that, right? So if you have child support as well, that's some more bread. And you got another 3%, maybe 2% coming from your agent, right? Yeah. So now you're up to like at least 45 46% of your bread gone. So yep. out of that million, now you at what? Maybe 480K. All right. So say now you have, four, let's say 500. Let's 500. just say 500. You got $500,000 that you are netting for the year, right? But you living like a millionaire. That math don't add up, bro. But you, but then you also got to think too, 500K, man, I want to take care of my moms. I want to take care of my family. Fam. So then you want to, and I get it now. I'm not saying it's wrong, but pump the brakes, young fella. Yeah. You yeah. got to understand, you got 500 liquid right there. You go out and buy a house for your mom, pops, cars, cars, jewelry. Say if you and just being modest, two twenty five. Depending on where you're living at, I feel sorry for the cats in Cali because you ain't finding <laughs> nothing for two hundred and twenty five k. But you do that, then you also have to take into account of your living expenses. Yeah, you can't control where you get drafted. Facts. And I remember staying in Cali free agency on the back end of my career staying in a staying in a two bedroom flat that joint was costing me four grand so you lived in Cali when you got drafted no at the end of my oh, career. career okay okay so rent renting a two bedroom flat cost four thousand and it was not even extravagant at all <laughs> the best part about it you can walk downstairs and go get something to eat see and they still hang you over the head then. But see, that's part of the lifestyle too, right? When I first came in the league, again, fifth round pick, first round pick. Fifth round pick, 
I had a two bedroom apartment in New Orleans, like $1,100 a month. Only reason I had two bedrooms because I had my son. The only reason. You know what I'm saying? I had my 98 Suburban and it was like 2000. By the time I got the late 2000, I had 20 inch rims. By the time I got the late 2000, they did everybody, you know, Big Man Burby, uh, uh, Baby and them, they, they talking about 26s. So I was already out of style. But I didn't care, but I still had that old car. So it's all living under your means. And I think for me, that's, that's the mindset I had. You got to have that mindset because if I go out there, splurge on the, the two-bedroom two flat in Cali or splurge on a, you know, a big crib back in New York where I'm from, I'm immediately eating at that bottom line. And I think that's the main thing with these athletes and why I say they're not overpaid because you're going to have so many opportunities to blow your bread. So many opportunities to blow your bread. So you got to find ways that help you make more money, that help you make additional income outside of just your one profession to help you because if you don't trust bro I've, I've been there i've been through the ups and downs and you talked about one thing that i, I recall and i've said it before What's my financial advisor said what is pcg or peg entertainment and i was like wow he said you're spending way too much money at. what is p peg entertainment magic city <laughs> i was blowing so, so when you when you pay with your credit card you know what i'm saying in case you married or got a lady they don't put magic city on the strip clubs they put you know the, the llc name so right. p pg whatever llc so at that point he was just telling me straight up and down like yo whatever you're doing every week because i will fly home every week go to magic go home go right back to work you know what i'm saying you know i just do 24 hours to live but you can't do that. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't conducive to the environment that you want to live. But again, I worked hard all of nah, these years and, I'm gonna tell to you, be able right, to do this. Right. But, and you telling but me I can't just splurge? Your finan my financial advisor called me and said, whatever this thing is, he tracked the pattern. Whatever that pattern is, following that money, you need to stop it. And I retired, not from the league, but I retired from Magic first because I was like, yo, I needed that bread. You know what I'm saying? But the reality of it is this. Man, I don't work so I don't gave up a lot of sacrifices. Gave up a lot. That's what sacrifice means. Mm -hmm. To be able to get to this point. But the reality of it is is man, I got to enjoy myself. Yeah. And I got to do some things and you know, sometimes we succumb to peer pressure. We probably shouldn't go to Vegas and feel like okay, if he's buying a table, I got to buy a table. Yeah. If he's getting four bottles, I got to get eight bottles. So, like, how do you translate that and really reach your younger self? So, I'm really saying, like, solutions. Like, yeah. you don't want to come in there serving things up looking like the Bible. Because growing up, I even looked at the Bible as it's a bunch of do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. can we take the do's and don'ts and make it more practical to make yeah. it make sense for a younger generation. I think, again, just live within your means and you'll know what that is quick, right? You follow the money trail to this point, to this day, you want to find out about, you want to find out anything about anybody, just follow the money. That tells you who the person is, what they like to do, what they into. You know what I'm saying? Take an introspective look and be like, yo, this is where I spend the majority of my bread. So get on a budget. It ain't nothing to say, yo, I can't do this this time or you know what, nah, this, I'm not paying three bottles this time nah that's that's real that ain't fake that ain't peer oh, pressure or even take more people like, in there with you yeah like, bust it down dog, let's bust it down yeah you gotta bust it that down that way we can preserve this lifestyle forever facts people don't have to know who paid for it and how right. much they paid for 
Right. They just need to know you can come over and have a drink if you choose to. And I, and I think the crazy part, back to the do athletes make too much thing, it's not just solely athletes. And we hear all the stories. And, and obviously, one of the things that I would say that we didn't necessarily have uh, as much back then is these you know financial financial literacy classes, right? So equip yourself with the mindset to be able to deal with the ups and downs of being a professional athlete, being that 1%, you know? And when I look at all the stories about athletes going broke or not making their money, et cetera, I'm like, all right, with these financial literacy classes, if it starts in college, why don't they have an Edger and James on there? You know what I'm saying? Or Wale, you know, or Tequila Spikes and, and me and what we're doing with, with BTM Media. Why don't they have the positive stories out there and be like, all right, this, this is the way that you sustain your lifestyle after the league. Not just, oh, these are the, the, the sob stories of guys that went broke, et cetera. Because, yeah, that's, that's not just the league. That's just not just entertainers. Case in point, 08, 09, when the financial uh, crash right. happened with the, with the stock market, real estate and everything, I was going through my divorce. And my mentor, I called him one day to kind of let him know what was going on, right? And it was around the same time as everything was going on with the housing market crash. And he started talking first. And he's like, how you doing, too? I was like, I'm cool. How about you? And he's like, man, it's crazy. This whole economy is it's crazy. I just lost 85% of my retirement. Mm. 85% of his retirement. Throw up in your and mouth. he was 70 years old at the time. So now you got to ride that wave. 85%, bro, at 70? You're not getting that back. You got to ride the wave and hope for the best. Now, he is of sound mind, body, still alive to this day, has recovered, but that's a societal thing. So don't just come and say, you know, the athletes don't, Need to get their bread. Yeah, we need to get it just like everybody else. Because at the end it of the day, across, one plus one, it always equals two, right? It happens across the board. Simple mathematics. It happens across the board. Ask your, your favorite stockbrokers the ups and downs they went through. Lawyers, doctors even. You know what I mean? It happens across the board. So, yeah, athletes should get paid. And it should start in college, man. Yeah, it should start in college. And, and I don't agree with what goes on in the state of Florida. Not too much. Especially when it comes from legislation. Mm. But... Their governor, he instituted, you know, financial classes, simple financial classes must be taken in order to get out of high school. Yeah, I saw that. And for me, you know, I I thought that's great. It's late, but it's great. Right. You know, this is something that we do every day. Mm -hmm. And it's in other states really need to adopt that. Not only that. I do believe athletes deserve every penny that they get and the earning power that they have. Mm. But I think what's more important is how do you preserve it? And you preserve that not just by telling that athlete that because that's it. That's a lot of pressure on him or her saying that's the do's and don'ts. But you got to be able to bring everybody in in your circle and your corner, meaning your family and have them just do the simple math. One meal. Uncle Sam is going to tax and put you in the highest tax bracket. Yeah. Uncle Sam is going to take that 37 to 40%. Now this is what it leaves you down to. Now you got to be able to get a whip. Now you got to be able to get a house. You want to do something nice for your parents. And you really start to see where the money is going. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't make the conversation as hard to be able to have with your loved ones 
of understanding, like, look, this is all I have. And understand, my contract, if you play in the NFL, it's not guaranteed. Facts. So Facts. now that it's not guaranteed, you should have a level of empathy, sympathy, whatever you want to call it, however you look at it, towards the breadwinner of the family. Facts. And now, collectively, let's come up, way, come up with ways that will grab a piece of this money that's coming in and let's play with this and figure out how can we make this grow from a business-wise. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about bringing in other guys, financial advisors, even doing case studies. You see a lot of these college athletes now making the NIL money. Right. right. Now, reach out to some of the guys who came before them. Because you, these schools, the Power Five is not going to be the Power Five anymore. Mm-hmm. The Power Five is going to be Probably five teams overall. Yeah. Or if you look at the SEC, shout out to the SEC, we always dominate. <laughs> but it might be five teams with inside of the SEC. Yeah. And you go and you reach back and you find players who have walked the who not who's not only talking the talk, but they walk the walk on a consistent basis. Yeah. And you bring them in for case studies. Yeah. yeah. And talk about your story and what you've done. How have you been successful? And also talk about the bad. Mm-hmm. And talk about, hey, now that you know what you know, how could you protect your younger self if you're walking back into this room? Yeah. See, this thing coming around full circle. We're giving our free game today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then to your point, you still have to you have to educate your family members. You have to be able to tell your friends, like, nah, you know, can't every everybody can't go with me on the journey, not every step of the way. As much as you want to support everybody that's been with you. Uh, through through your younger years and stuff, like some people just they they can't go with you on that journey, and that's all right. You know what I'm saying? I have people that I've grew up with that have been successful in their own right. They went the, the corporate route. You know what I mean? And to this day, they might be making six figures easily because they had the same 10, 20 years since we played, since we started playing. You know what I mean? Since high school, rather that I've had. Mm. I just got mine front loaded a lot in the NFL, but they still, you know, they hit the annuity. I hit the cash option, the jackpot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hit the jackpot early. But you got to educate your family and you got to have somebody that says, no, if you feel like, you know what, I'm too close with this person or, or this is my aunt that looked out for me when moms was down or whatever, or this is this person, have somebody in your family in your corner that's like, nah, we can't do that right now. This ain't the time. We, on that, we ain't on that time right now. This way, you ain't got to worry about looking bad if you can't say it yourself. You know what I'm saying? For me, I had my moms. I had so many people that was around me, even family members at times. I was like, yo, y'all wasn't even there when I couldn't decide where to go to college at. And now that I'm in the league or we got the same last name, y'all, y'all around now? Nah, I don't have it. To my family now. Yo, listen. Moms was like, nah, that ain't it. And I just, I just kept me, yo, that is. And I just, that kept me focused, able to do what I was able to do. And that's, and that's part of life and that's the reality of it. But trust me, cousins come out the woodworks Distant relatives come out the woodworks. Your last name happens to be everywhere that you never knew it was at. And now, shoot, they got all these DNA sites that people share your your DNA and know who you are. The family members is coming out the woodworks. Nah, man, you gotta you gotta protect your own. And 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 to me, that means the people that immediately helps you in your household get to where you're at, and then still educate them. Because if they're gonna continue on your journey with you, they need to be educated too. Like, nah, this this money ain't this ain't all our money. Like, you know, I made this bread, and I'm gonna make sure I look out, but to this extent, 
is a cap to it. Because guess what? If my money stop and I'm feeding you and you ain't doing nothing, your money stopping. And then when and my money can, stop, you still going to come to Come to me for money. And then they won't be able to help you. They won't be and able that, to help you. That's why you got to educate that, them. And that's the thing that resonated with me mm. was that I need more than a, man, I'm sorry. I can't even help you. Yeah. No. I ain't give you that when I gave you that handout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you. At the end of the day, I do believe athletes are, are quite deserving because you put the time in. You put the, you went through it. Yeah. You went through hell and back to be able to get an opportunity to earn a, a, a handsome salary. Yeah. Bro, I, I truly believe that. One thing that I did think about, though, because it was also posed to me, is what about the people who work inside of the system with you, who take care of you every day? And I'm talking about the trainers. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the custodian staff we know those guys put in longer hours at the building than we do <laughs> in order to make sure your clothes are clean that's a fact and so i was like you know what that's a very good point very good point my thing is you know i like how major league baseball players do it if you don't play your clubhouse dues like you are frowned upon absolutely and they will damn near kick you out mm-hmm. until you do. And that's governed by the players. One thing that we adopted on every team was we made sure we took care of our equipment guys. Mm-hmm. The guys that make sure that every day when I come in, this is the same shirt I like to work out in, the same shirt I like to wear. I like to have a fresh jock strap every Monday, and I want that thing hanging up with the tag still on it so I can tear it off and know it ain't used. We always put together a little kitty pot yeah. towards the end, yeah, yeah. end of the year to take care of them, and then guys have personal relationships that you develop, and real OGs talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Look, man, that person take care of you. Why can't you take care of them? Facts. You know, they're really no different than your significant other, yeah, whoever yeah, that yeah. may be, yeah. you know. Yeah. So make sure you take care of the people that take care of you. Absolutely. That's a must, man. And I think that that goes unsaid. And, and what I think is that people, when you when you come into the league or you come to be a professional athlete, you'll learn some of these things, right? You'll learn, I right, this is the person I, I got to look out for because they're doing things for me to help me get to the level or stay at the level that I need to be at, right? But again, it all comes in, in, in context and in what you can afford. And you got to be real with yourself. If you cannot afford something, don't do it. It ain't nothing wrong with not doing it. And I, you know, I'm, I guess I'm kind of preaching to the choir now because I was, back in the days, you know, I still would, would splurge on things, but the older me, and you ask, what would I tell the younger me? It yeah. was like, yo, 100%, be, be honest with yourself. You ain't gotta, You ain't got to keep up with the Joneses all the time. You know, you can say, nah, I can't make this trip. Nah, I can't do X, Y, Z. Nah, this ain't for me. Why? Because if you, even if you a fifth round pick like myself and all, you know, I had, like I said, Willie Rofe, Kyle Turley, first round picks, Willie a Hall of Famer, Wally Millions, $10 million contract, Chris Name, and they like, yo, we going to go out and we going to hit the town for the night. And I'm like, damn, I know I made 1.5, but that's supposed to last for three years. That ain't lasting one year. That ain't and one they, year yeah. salary. And then that rookie, that rookie dinner came and I'm like. But they say, yo, too, you know what? You kept it thorough throughout the year. You did what you were supposed to do. We got you. 
I was so like, what yeah, does I that mean? We got you. That mean I ain't have to pay. So I ain't never had to pay for no rookie dinner. So I, you know what I'm saying? You you have to make sure taking care of the people that take care of you. So Wally used to take care of me. Willie used to take care of me. Whatever they needed, I had them. And it came back. But again, just little lessons that'll help you get through through these these transitions as you're making yourself into a professional athlete. And then transitioning out, same thing, bro. You gotta you gotta make sure that you look out, take care of the people that took care of you within context of what you can afford. Yep. And then you'll be all right. But yo. All that splurging and stuff, nah. It it, it goes it goes quick, bro. So I, it go it go. I swear it goes. It let, and if you got if you got what a hundred twenty five guarantee, yo, have at it, yo. Live your life. I ain't mad at you, but nah, bro. You you don't, don't want to you don't want to wake up and then be like. T- go ahead and tell us about that time your credit card didn't work one time. I Who's in L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, all right, it was me, It was me, you, and Los, and I forgot what we was out there for. And it wasn't because- It wasn't because it wasn't no bread it. on it. Yeah. It, it was because I was going out there, my car got compromised a few times, and I went to L.A., and again, I'm with Spikes and Los. These dudes is, you know, multi-millionaires. You know, I'm doing my thing. I'm making good money, making a couple mil, but not- Spikes and Lowe's money. So we get out to the club, and like Spike said, we get there to divvy it up. And they're like, all right. It's like, I don't know, what, 10 grand, something like that. Something like that. So we split it up three ways. Cool. Boom, 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 tax, all this stuff. But what I didn't do was, one, let the bank know I was going to L.A. And he, you knew your ass was knew going to L.A. Knew I was going LA. to L.A. Two, I didn't pay for all my stuff previously to this point. And then they just seeing all, you know, L.A. here, L.A. there, this club, this hotel. And finally, they like, nah. So now it's time to leave the club. Spice and Lowe's, they cars go through. And they like, two, get a, get a, get an MS, get an MS. I'm like, nah, I don't need an Man. Still remember that. Remember that? Yeah. You, they had I to do. wait another 30 minutes at the car for me to talk to my bank, which you can't do inside the club because it's too loud, to get the verifications to go through. The transactions to go through and they waited for me and they was so pissed at me because my three grand thirty five hundred didn't go through yo and i felt like i felt like the worst ever the worst friend ever you know what the beautiful thing is about the story though we held your feet to the fire we they, like, they, they could have easily been like no we got nah, you they you like nah you deal with it and i had baby. to pay it yo and i sat there that happened like twice it happened that time and another time it was my turn to pay same thing, yo. Just didn't didn't do the uh the travel alerts. Had to call the bank, man. Imagine calling the bank three in the morning, trying to talk to somebody when there's hundreds of people in the club, getting your transaction. And you they can't act hear as it. if you doing something wrong, man. So yeah, man. Learn your lessons. This is a lot, man. This is behind the mask. This is real spill, real talk. <laughs> Why you brought that up? I just thought about it though. <laughs> That's fun. That's messed up, man. Nah, but it's real spill, man. It's no, definitely real spill. But man. you know, if it's one thing that I would say, if I'm gonna tell the younger athlete how to preserve, like this is simple. Anybody can ball mm-hmm. while you're making money. Facts. Anybody can do it. Don't even matter. Like you don't care if you get a meal, two, three, whatever. Anybody can do it. But the true testimony is what can you do when you're done playing? Mm-hmm. And balling, is, it's different levels to balling now. 
Yeah. Different levels. But what can you do? Can you sustain that lifestyle three years, five years, seven, ten years after you're playing? Can you wake up the next morning after going to the strip club? Can you wake up to the next morning after just going out having a good time in Vegas and not say, man, I should not have done that. And if you can do that and make it a sustainable lifestyle after the fact, that's the definition of balling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Clear, clear cut and simple. Because at the end of the day, you said it earlier. Life expectancy or playing expectancy in the NFL is only three and a half years. Mm-hmm. So you come in, you're 22. You play three and a half, maybe you're 25, 26 when you're done. Man, you got to hope. Last I checked, maybe the black man living to 75. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Man, you got a whole nother 50 years to live. <laughs> man, that's hard living. Yeah, yeah. So like, man, don't be tr- I'm trying to ball later. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, love ain't paying no bills. Shout out to Lily Spikes who told me that. <laughs> she was like, no girl ain't trying to be with you. You don't want a woman who want to be with you for your money. But at the end of the day, love is not paying any bills. So make sure you set yourself up to where you ain't struggling. Mm-hmm. And those are the conversation that we really don't have enough. Yeah, yeah. But here at Behind the Mask, we will continue to have these conversations. Most definitely. We're going to get some more people on that's going to preach to the choir because that's what we need sometime. We're going to have some agents on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some financial advisors, some people that have been in the situations. And obviously, like I said, we just had EJ on. He spoke spoke the gospel, uh, what he's doing with One Sports and actually helping the younger generation get their mind right along with their finances and everything they got going on in the league, bro. So, yeah, man, it's a topic that definitely needed to be discussed. Got the draft coming up. So, man, these players need to hear this, man. They got to hear need, They need to hear this. And it goes across the spectrum of all sports. You know what I mean? Just every walk of life. Because, again, behind the mask is not only about football, it's about what's really going on in your life. Peeling back the layers, being vulnerable, and letting people know what you got going on and what the pitfalls, overcoming adversity is all about. So that's 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 what this is all about, man. Bro, we should go out and find a draftee. That's, what, that's the next line of yeah. business we need to do. See, Let's can we bring it. one of these young draftees on mm-hmm. and get him on to talk about what he's going to do? Since he got the bag. Facts. Let's do it. Sound Let's like a plan, it. man. Cheers, my boy. There it is. Uh, let me get over here. Plus size model. You falling off. I ain't plus size off. model ain't the plus size model no more. Hey, man. I'm in the shirt BTM. Shirt look a little baggy on you, G. Hey, man. You see the new BTM shirt, the new logo. See what we doing with it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.